0: Welcome to the Rich Stylist Podcast. I'm Ashley Diana, business coach for Hair Extension Pros and founder of Rich Stylist Academy. I'll be your guide as you begin to attract your dream clients, create amazing extension transformations and have your bank account overflowing with cash. Let's go. Ashley Diana here, and welcome to the Rich Stylist Podcast. I'm chatting with Danielle Vizzini, and let me give you a heads up, this episode is fire. It's so good. We're going to rock your socks with this one. Danielle is an ultra successful stylist and hair extensionist located in Florida. We talk about what life and business was like for Danielle before being a part of Rich Stylist Academy and the magic that she has created in her life. This episode really showcases that no matter where you are in your life or business, there's always a next level for you. We can always continue to strive to grow and become the next best version of ourselves and the next level in our business. There are absolutely no limits what i've seen from danielle is that she has never let fear stop her she stands really strong in the vision that she has for herself and because of that she not only has the business that she's always dreamed of but also has the freedom lifestyle that she's always wanted i think the best part of this conversation isn't just the money that danielle is making now although i will tell you the money is next level epic as well But it's really about the person that she's become in this process and the confidence she has to show up as herself in the world. Danielle has a full book of clients who love her. She isn't overworked and she isn't overstressed. She has her time back and in a huge way. I can't wait for you to hear from her about it. She has fulfilling relationships, she has a fabulous assistant, she has balance. And honestly, it just keeps getting better. If this is the first time you've tuned into Rich Styles' podcast, I'm so glad you're here. And I'm so glad that you are here to listen to the story of my friend Danielle. She's absolutely awesome in every way. Get ready to be wowed and inspired. Danny, I am so happy you're here with us today on the podcast. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited as well.
0: One of the things I wanted to chat with you today is about confidence because I have literally seen the biggest and amazing change in you and increase in confidence literally all across the board, like from the way you speak to your personality, to your, um, how you handle social media, to your applications, like everything you just like go a hundred percent at now. And I've seen you just, just skyrocket in the last couple years. And it's, I love to see that from you.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. It's it's crazy looking back to like see the growth in myself and so much of it is because of Rich Stylist Academy and affirmations and
0: manifestations oh. and all of that. So has anyone else said that to you? Like, wow, like what what's changed? Like you seem different or you seem like, I don't know what the word would be other than confidence, but you just have this sp- spark about you it seems now like I don't know if it's like contentment or joy or peace or if it's just like you're like I'm doing the damn thing these days where do you where has um have other people noticed
1: thank you again and definitely yes other people have noticed and it seems to be like a reoccurring conversation lately which is awesome Um, I think a lot of it sparked from getting permission to be myself and being unapologetically who I am and not having to fit into like other molds
0: by the way, I love your hair color. You had like the signature red and now you have this like signature blue.
1: I was red for almost 10 years and then I went to blue and I'm gonna go back to red this summer.
0: You are, okay. I mean, I love, they were both so awesome, but what made you choose blue?
1: Um, You know, I just kind of felt like I was having
0: a mental crisis and needed some kind <laughs> of transformation. So I bleached my hair blonde um during like the height of the pandemic and I think it was just like I didn't want to keep like coloring my hair with this pink and I was just like why don't I just do something different like I've always wanted to have like you know the full global bleach done and I thought I'm just gonna go for it and do it but I think a lot of us had been through like moments of I just need a change help
1: (laughs) definitely and I love the blonde on you but the pink definitely hits different
0: Thank you. Thank you. And the other thing too, Alex was like, listen, I love your blonde hair, but honestly, for your brand, you literally have to have that pink hair for a while because we have so many pictures and so many videos. Like people are going to be like, who is this person with blonde hair? All of a sudden I'm like, no, it's true. It's really like, and I think I would imagine you can attest to this. It's like, you, you are your brand and your brand is you. Yeah. And you just step into it step into it and em- embody it. Um, so with with like your, new, like I just say newfound, but it's not like overnight type of thing. I've, I've just seen it over the years. Um, I feel like you used to be like a little more timid, a little more quiet, like even a little more quiet on social media. And now you're like, yes, girl, I got this. But was that something that um, you you practiced or was it something that you over time having evidence of, I got this. I got this. Like what, tell me about that process. And what do people say as well? It was definitely
1: something that's practiced. And I think I remember hearing this from you, that confidence is a muscle and it's something that you have to like work on. And that definitely is true. You know, little by little, it starts as like fake it till you make it. And then you look back and you've made
0: it. Yeah. You have like your, your list of, I, I, again, I always mention like a win list or an evidence list of like, Okay. Why? Like, I'm feeling nervous. Why should I though? I've done this, this, and this. Like, sometimes I even say like, literally keep it in your notes or a piece of paper or a notepad or like things that you've done and how you felt after it so that you can go, no, I don't need to doubt myself. I can do this.
1: I was going to say, absolutely. I love that little reminder and like monthly check-ins and just being able to look at yourself and say good things because so often we're so hard on ourselves. So reminding ourselves of the when definitely helps.
0: Question, what do you have like a, a morning routine that helps set you up for success? I'm always curious about people's morning routines, especially when I've seen them have such an an upgrade across the board.
1: So I love working out. Um I love weightlifting. So my best days mentally are usually I get up um at 5:30 in the morning, head to the beach. Um, I love spending a couple mornings a week at the beach and just walking, getting some cardio that way, and then going to do some weight training um, before I get home and get ready for work. So just getting up a little bit earlier and having some me time, whether it's quiet time and meditation or adding in a workout and having some movement and like music to it definitely helps me feel like I'm in a clear head space and I have a lot more energy.
0: And how long have you been doing that? probably
1: about six months now okay five, six months because you're like super close to the ocean
0: like I'm like how are you getting all this in you're like I'm waking up I'm going to the gym I'm walking on the beach I'm like damn that's awesome
1: I'm about 15 minutes away 10 15 minutes depending on the time. Um, And I actually don't have a car right now. I was in a car accident last year and just wasn't ready to buy a car again. So I'm Ubering all the time and Ubering to the beach first thing in the morning. It's kind of nice because you're still not really fully awake yet. And you get a few minutes to sit in the car and put headphones in and then the sun wakes you up and it's
0: totally worth it. That is amazing. Have you always been a morning person? No. 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 When did you become? When I I mean, because I would say if you're getting up at, I mean, five five thirty and doing your thing, like you're you are a morning person now. How did that come about?
1: I have a weightlifting coach who does a lot of beach cardio, and she gets up sunrise five times a week to do her cardio when she's training for competitions and things like that. So she really just encouraged me to come with her. Like I know it's difficult to wake up; it's so terrible. But once you get there, it's totally worth it.
0: Do you think it gets any easier? It, it gets easier.
1: Yeah. I think it gets easier.
0: Yeah. Cool. Talking
1: about confidence. I just met one of my assistants for breakfast this morning. She's staying at a hotel in Fort Lauderdale, taking a great length certification class. Awesome. And she was feeling really anxious. She was feeling like she wasn't good enough and she wasn't, you know, doing things to the perfect level. So I went to give her a little pep talk and she's awesome. By the way, she doesn't need extra anything, but now, is this Gina? This is Gina. Okay. Um, yeah. Gina's awesome. She's been yes. with me for about two years now. We just celebrated our two year anniversary and she is taking her great length certification. So we were just talking about slowing down and taking a breath and taking the pressure off and just focusing on doing what you know how to do, which is create beautiful hair. So we're sitting having breakfast and a couple people from great lengths came out. And they recognized who I was, which is crazy. And
0: I was going to say, how does that feel to be at breakfast in your life? Great Lakes is such a, a huge brand.
1: So it's like to be, for them to even know my name is, it's just totally crazy. It's awesome. So I went into class and got to say hi to everybody and talk to some of the students. But it just really made me feel for a moment, almost like imposter syndrome. Like I am not this awesome, badass, talented stylist, but I I am. And it's crazy to say that. And that just goes into this like buildup of confidence and growth that I've had is saying, yeah, I am those things. I am amazing.
0: Did you ever feel like previously that saying something like that, like, yeah, I am awesome. Like I deserve this. Like I was meant for this. I am an amazing, awesome, talented stylist. Was there ever a point in your life where you felt like that would have been just, you couldn't even say those words?
1: Definitely. Um, and I think being in an unhealthy salon environment, when you say I'm amazing, I'm fully booked and I do beautiful work and my clients love me at times it can, you're told come across as arrogant, but it's not arrogant at all to be you know true to yourself and say what you actually are.
0: Yes. And, and then the other thing is that, you know, I know that you work with affirmations like I do, is that it really does manifest the results that you want. And with using affirmations, at first, it, it does feel kind of like, Oh, this feels like not right. This feels weird. It almost feels like I'm lying to myself. And it's like, um, one of the uh, a mentor that I, I love, Marissa Peer, her line is, tell yourself a better lie. Because people often, I know stylists say, well, I could never make that much. You know, there's not clients in my city that would pay that, or there's no good assistance, or salons are just like this. And like those are actually lies that we're telling ourselves. So just, it's already a lie. So tell yourself a better one, which is even before you're fully booked, like I'm fully booked, I'm awesome, I am the master at applying, you know, fusion extensions, whatever type of extensions you do, because you begin to create that belief in yourself. And I, I can totally see that that's what you did with your um, with your business and your, your personal life and just exuding that confidence. It's amazing to see. It's ci- exciting to see. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And it's it's
1: so funny because I was just talking to one of my friends recently who was teasing me because I'm always like, I'm a money magnet. Money comes to me in expected and unexpected ways. Yes. Literally 20 minutes later, I got a check in the mail from a hospital visit three years ago that I overpaid and they were sending me $92. And I was like, I
0: am a money magnet. (laughs) Don't you love it when that happens? And that's when you're like, no, I, this, that's when you're like, no, it really is magic. Like, it's, uh, no, it's, it's so fun when, when things like that happen. Cause you're like, see people, I'm a money magnet, unexpected ways. And that's that refund check that I just got. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. So, um, your, your assistant now, did I hear you correctly? Plural. You have more than one assistant now. So I
1: have, uh, Gina, who is my assistant stylist. She is in the salon with me almost every single day. Um, helping with my clients. And she does take her own clients as well. Uh, We also have a virtual like administrative assistant who is not usually in the salon, but he will come in for like content days and photo shoots. He handles a lot of like scheduling and checkup appointments and ordering and inventory, things like that. Um, He does all of like the computer stuff. And then we also have a third assistant who is a licensed cosmetologist who comes into the salon during the week and on the weekends to help assist and do laundry and you know a cleanup and do normal assistant roles
0: so tell me about your space because you have a lot going on it's exciting so I know this will be really a really interesting story and inspiring for other stylists to hear like just kind of lay it out what was it like before like what made you choose because I know you have a pretty big space now um let's talk about that first and then let's talk about working with not only one assistant, but multiple assistants.
1: Sure. So I am currently renting from a salon suite. I have a 300 square foot triple salon suite. It's the largest one in the building. And I've been there for about a year and a half, almost two years now. I started in a single suite, which was 115 square feet. And Mm -hmm. just walking around the building every day, I looked at that triple suite and I was like, this is going to be mine. This is going to be my space. I don't know when, but I'm going to take it. Um, And then COVID-19 happened and 2020 happened and we shut down and I was out of business for two months. And the owner of the building called me and they said, the people from the triple suite are splitting up and they're leaving. Do you want to take it? So this was a jump. I mean, triple the amount of rent, triple the space, an amazing opportunity. It was something that I always asked for, but the times were so uncertain with money and clients and health issues and Literally every single person told me not to do it. My, I'm a third generation hairstylist. My father owns salons my whole life. I have so much love and respect for him and everything he's accomplished. But he was like, I don't know, Danny, I don't think now is the right time. I don't think you should do it. And I, I listened to my gut and I, I said, I just, I can't let this opportunity pass me up. I, I spoke it into existence every single day and now I have the opportunity. So I took it and... It was terrifying. I cried so many times. <laughs> I had anxiety and felt like I was going to poop my pants. And <laughs> but I did it. And it's been, it's been amazing. And it's, it's just crazy looking back at a time when you have such fear and such doubt, when you, when you don't let that affect you and you do what you want to do anyway, and just the magic that happens because of it.
0: Aren't you glad that you took that step now looking back?
1: Yeah. I really,
0: you know, um, I don't know who was the first person to say it. It may have been Bob Proctor, but that's who I remember saying it anyway. But he always said, you know, you can't connect the dots looking forward, but you can connect them looking back. So sometimes you just have to, I wouldn't say sometimes I would say all the time, all the time, because we want to get in the habit of um getting comfortable with the uncomfortable and just saying, you know what? If it's something that you want, if you want something to go for it. Something that you really really want. And in your case, you were like, I had been looking at that sweet. I knew it was mine. It maybe wasn't mine yet, but in but in your mind and your heart and your body, like it was yours. So it was only a matter of time until world the universe everything just conspired for it to to open and to be available to you so it's almost like you wanted that opportunity so much and you had visualized it so much to almost not take that is is not accepting like the gift basically and 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 sometimes some of the best things, I mean, you maybe you would agree with this, come, come at, like, what seems to be maybe, like, an inopportune time where you're like, really? In the pandemic? Now it's <laughs> Now? <laughs> like, but um that saying, you said yes to, I said that's what I wanted, and here it is. Like, it's such a great story to share with stylists who are like, oh, shit. Like, I want all these, I want these things, but people are saying no. What do I do? And you are like, you listen to your gut and look at it now. Like, look at what you've done so good. 300 feet feels kind of small. And we look back like,
1: how did we function <laughs> in a hundred feet? But it just, it it is proof that when you ask the universe for something and you're committed to it and you're committed to growth and working on yourself that you definitely can get it.
0: Mm-hmm. Now. Were you and Gina in the first suite or did you have multiple assistants in the small suite?
1: In the small suite, it was just me and Gina. Okay. I hired Gina a month before we shut down.
0: So I was like- so how did that go? Talk us through that.
1: It was terrifying, <laughs> like the whole year. Um, but I just, I felt like I had hit such a gem with Gina and she was such a good person and just totally beautiful inside and out. And clients loved her. And I just saw so much potential in her that I actually made the decision when we shut down to continue to keep her on payroll and to keep paying her through the two months that we were closed. Mm -hmm. It wasn't always a full 40 hours a week, but I did as much as I could. Um, I ended up getting a PPP loan and that really helped a lot. I was able to pay her full time. And because of that, I was able able to work with her a little bit more and do some like one-on-one education and go over a lot of things so that when we came back into the salon, we were ready to go. So when we opened up two months later with the restrictions, it was only allowed to be me and a client in the salon at all times. We weren't allowed to have a second client or an assistant come in. So lovely Gina, (laughs) she would come to the salon and pick up laundry and take it home and do laundry and bring it back for me and she would hang out come in between clients and clean up and do things and just totally be amazing and be there for me so it started off very chaotic. Um, And then 45 days after we reopened, we were able to move from the little suite to the triple suite. So by then we were able to spread out a little bit more. She was able to take on more responsibilities and do, do more services.
0: What would you recommend or what advice would you give to someone who is looking to work with an assistant? What did you look for? Did you have a certain protocol or questions or personality types? Like what, walk us through that if you don't mind. So
1: when I was looking for an assistant, I had the mindset of, I'm going to be doing extensions all day, every day. I don't have time to do root touch-ups in between, but I don't want to turn those clients away. I don't want to lose them. I still want to have them come into the salon. So I looked for a licensed cosmetologist. Um, I think I found her on Indeed Um, and I interviewed with her once, had her come in and we just talked. I had her come in three more times after that for working interviews where I paid her for the day because I really wanted to know that even though someone might look good on paper, that we have a good rapport together and that we work well together. So I had like five or six different people that I interviewed. And then some of them I never saw again. Some of them I had come in for working interviews. So that's really important too, especially in a small space. Mm-hmm. But I think definitely if you're at the point where if you're, you're questioning, if it's time for an assistant, then it probably is. Um, and she was able to help with a whole lot and then take on more, clients for herself so that I can keep focusing on doing hair extensions.
0: I really like how you shared about a a working interview. And that's something that's very important to when you're looking for someone to, especially like you said, be in like close quarters with you and in a salon suite. I think that's really, really great advice.
1: And I think there's a little bit of debate on like whether that should be paid or not. I don't know about you, but I'm not going anywhere for
0: work unless I'm getting paid for it. Yeah, I I think they should be paid. I would pay someone. I mean, they're still helping. Yeah, I think that's good. Unless they're looking to you like for, I want to be here to learn. Like it, it depends on the situation. Like if it's more of a, Hey, I want to be paid as an assistant. That's the job I'm looking for. Then yes, I, I would I would pay them for the day. I mean, I, I guess it just depends. It depends on um, being clear on the outcome from the beginning. But um, if it if it is more of a intern type of situation, then then you know that's different. But yeah. Um, and
1: something that Gina committed to with me is, in addition to our normal hourly pay and working in the salon. We always chose one day a month that we would be in the salon. No one was getting paid. It was just an educational day where we would pick something like, okay, this month we're struggling with blow dries. Let's really work on that and get into the nitty gritty of how to do an awesome blowout or different color techniques. Uh, We've done content days. So I think also being in a situation where you are paying someone for everything that they're doing, it makes them a lot more excited to come in on times that they're not getting paid to work on growing
0: themselves. And are you doing that still once a month now focusing on something? Yes. That's great. Is it the same day every month? Do you have it like scheduled in advance? And is it always hands-on or is it um, coaching or training sometimes? Or how do do you lay that out?
1: It's not always hands-on. Most of the time it is. Uh, We do a lot of coaching things. And sometimes we'll just get together and have a conversation and we'll work on taking pictures and different poses and um, creating content together and doing things like that. So it's not always hands-on. I myself like to get my hands in. I have a really hard time just talking all day.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, But yeah, we still definitely do that. And now that she's doing hair extensions, we're going to be doing more of different things like that. So she can work on really perfecting her extension techniques.
0: Now you're speaking of social media, like your reels are so on fire and your clients do such a good job with their reels. Like one I just saw recently, I'm like, that is so fun. Are you helping guide them through the reels or are they coming to you with like ideas for that?
1: Sometimes clients will come in and they'll show me their ideas, which when I meet with someone for a consultation, I always make it a point to talk about social media and find out, are you okay with being on camera? If so, here's what I want you to wear. Bring a couple outfit choices. Let's do your hair and makeup. You know, like let's make you feel as comfortable as possible so that you wanna do these really fun things. Also throughout the day, make sure everyone is fed and you know, they're not hungry. We have alcohol flowing if they need it. So that tends to help a little bit too.
0: It helps them be a little more comfortable with like flipping their hair around on the reels. You're like, yeah, I feel good. Now, do you have someone come do their makeup or do you have them like just come with like a, your makeup the way that you want it? Type of thing
1: i have once a month i have a client come in as a model um, where they get a discount for the service in exchange for um, creating content and taking pictures and things like that so on those days i do have a makeup artist come in i found someone that's really awesome and price wise it's really not that bad to have someone come in and do the makeup because at the end of the day a lot of times i've done photo shoots where the client's like oh i can do makeup i'll do it it's fine but after sitting for eight hours, the makeup does not look the same. And you look back at the pictures and it's like, oh, she's so beautiful. But she's got, you know, bags under her eyes.
0: Well, you're like, she's she's tired. She's tired. And we're all a little tired. So it's good to have. Yeah, it's, it's cool that you can have someone there. Just like, just let me freshen you up a little bit. So everybody looks vibrant for your photos. I think that's so valuable to share because. I've had stylists ask before, it's like, how does, you know, certain stylists or certain pages on Instagram, their, their clients always look a certain way and they look so good. And I'm like, honey, it's not on accident, right? It's not on accident. <laughs> it is, it is planned. It is planned. Um, I did the same thing. Like, you know, I always say like, if you're if the, always keep like a dark shirt or like a cardigan or a jacket or something and a, and a light colored one in your salon, um, always on hand because. In case your your guest shows up and they have platinum blonde hair and they're wearing a white shirt, and you're like, I'm not going to be able to really showcase your hair because there's not enough contrast. Th- those things matter. It's like it, it you the, the the number one now. Would you agree with this? The number one um, goal is to have you know your client walking out with perfect hair that they love. But number two is get a picture because that builds your business. And that most of the time is harder. Yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. My last model was really extra in all the best ways. and I love it. <laughs> got like four different outfits. And I mean, during her consultation, She had an all blue jumpsuit outfit on sweats. I don't even know what it's called now, but like a sweatsuit outfit. Yeah. The matching blues, clothes face mask with a matching paw print bag. I'm like, this is everything. So she came in for our last photo shoot with like four different outfits and we put every single one on. And sometimes the outfit that we're like, huh, I don't know. It ends up being like the best one.
0: What would you share with a stylist about to be leery of with an assistant? Like, what are things that you would be like, it's a, it's a no for me. It's just not going to work out. Did you have any, any, I'm just curious. Did you have a list of anything that were like, if it's this, this, and this, like, it's kind of a negative on my end.
1: I had one assistant that it did not work out for very long, but There were a lot of red flags. (laughs) One of them was, I said, we come in monthly for these education days and we really focus on growth and becoming better individually as well as a team. And she said, do we get paid for that? And I said, no, I mean, I usually buy lunch or dinner and we'll have food and we'll hang out and stuff, but no, it's not something you get paid for. And just the way that she like rolled her eyes about that, that I was like, okay,
0: you're like, this is not going to work. This is not
1: going to work out.
0: Well, especially how generous that you are throughout the month and the days, and providing luxuries not only for your client but also for your assistant to have a a great day, and then to say, you know, basically now there's one day where we, you, you know, you kind of put back into the business. She was like. <laughs> I don't think so. (laughs) I
1: had one assistant who said, well, I can't work this day, this day, or this day, which is fine. We all have. Sure. Sure. But she said, um, I have to be able to go to church during the week. And if the church changes, I have to leave at that moment to get to church. And it wasn't the issue wasn't going to church. It was just
0: the whole thing around it. I was going to say, she should probably get a job at the church. Like it sounds like it'd be fitting.
1: I think definitely, like you said, being clear is being kind and asking all of those uncomfortable questions ahead of time sets you up for success Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: prevents a lot of resentments and things like that from building up.
0: Yeah, certainly. Now you have... Branched out and working with brands, you just have so many exciting things happen on your social media. What did it feel like getting approached by a brand to have like a partnership?
1: Crazy. It felt crazy. (laughs) It didn't feel real because it's like this was something pinch. Pinch. (laughs) (laughs) This was something that I I. It's a goal. It's what I've always wanted. So to be approached really made me feel all of the feels <laughs> about everything and for a really long time and still like they'll message me and ask me we need you to recreate this look and it's like oh my gosh I, I can't do that why, why do they think that I could do that <laughs> and then to be able to do it and get the feedback that they really love it and things are great it just it's amazing it feels amazing
0: I'm so happy for you it's so awesome yeah, yeah. it doesn't okay. feel real by the way what methods do you offer for extensions and you're still doing um coloring cut what does your kind of service list look like right now so
1: i'm still offering color and cuts um i don't do new men's haircuts i do have still like two or three guys that i just keep on because i really like them um i no longer offer keratin treatments i took that off my schedule but I'm still doing colors and cuts, not for new guests, but for returning guests, I will keep doing their colors. I offer cold fusion, strand-by-strand strand extensions, thermal fusion extensions, tape-in extensions, and when we shut down, I seized the opportunity to double down on some education, and I got certified with invisible beaded extensions, so I also offer a sewing in
0: Oh, I love that. So you, you offer the great length strand by strand. Do you do the tape in as well? Or do you, you do both and then you have the invisible or the the beaded weft that you also can offer? Yes. What do you think now about offering multiple methods? Do you think that's important as a stylist to know at least how to do multiple methods? Or do you think sticking only knowing how to do one or sticking with one? Like what's your thoughts? So I feel
1: conflicted because for a really long time, I was like, Fusion only. This is the only method. This is the best method. And I mean, I still feel that way. (laughs) But the reason why I wanted to get certified in a sew and weft option was because I saw so many issues that clients were having. And I wanted to know, like, really what was causing it. Is there a way to fix that? So for me, calling myself a hair extension specialist, it was really important for me to get that certification and build that knowledge and understanding so that I do have an answer for a client. And it's not just something I made up. I don't always love offering those services. It's not something that I'm pushing or advertising for, but at the same time, I am able to do it. I am able to answer some questions there. So that for me is important.
0: Yeah, Danny, I totally agree with you now. I was like 100% on board where I was just like fusion, fusion only. And that's still like personally the method that I only do and want to do. But um, I do see the value in clients being certified with multiple methods because you have that knowledge. Now, whether you choose to, you know, offer beaded weft extensions or do them on a regular basis, like having that knowledge of, how they work, why they work, um, troubleshooting when clients come in is is super important. So thank you for sharing that. Let's go into some questions just about Rich stylists. So I'm curious, what was your life and business like before being a part of the community? So like I said
1: um, earlier, I am a third generation hairstylist. So I grew up in the salon My dad then retired at 75, and I went to work for a commission salon where the owner specialized in hair extensions. So I went into the salon with a hair extension certification and a couple handfuls of clients, and after a year and a half of being at that commission salon, I lost all but two clients. I was feeling just totally not good enough. I was feeling broken as a stylist. I was at the point where I just, I wanted to find a new career. I didn't even want to do hair anymore.
0: Isn't that interesting? When you look back and you're like, how did I, how was I there? Could I
1: have thought that. Um, so I, I left and I opened a salon suite and was terrified. And just, I knew that I needed something more. I really wanted to be in a salon because I wanted that mentorship from a hair extension specialist. I wanted to keep learning and growing. And I just, that wasn't an environment that was healthy for me anymore. So Mm -hmm. when I left and went out on my own, I was still looking for something else, another form of like coaching or a community to help with troubleshooting and things like that
0: what has been the most valuable part of being a part of Rich Stylist Academy for you and having that mentorship? The most
1: valuable part of being a part of the Rich Stylist Academy was the permission to be myself and to be unapologetically me. Um, it, it makes me like almost want to cry because I just, I feel like such growth and, and just being able to walk into the salon and be myself and charge my worth and not have to pretend or talk in a different voice or, you know, be what other people want me to be. Just getting to be myself is such a freeing feeling. So that definitely is number one. I mean, followed closely by the community just knowing that you have other stylists that aren't judging you, they aren't jealous of you, they're just totally supportive and it, it's like having a team whether you're you're part of a salon team or you're in a suite by yourself. So that definitely I think is the biggest value in addition to of course learning and technically getting better, but just sure. that community sense.
0: Well, yeah, it's like having your 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 virtual salon team, your virtual cheerleaders that you can go to instead of like going it you know, into maybe a break room and having people that you're chatting to about what you're working on or what's ahead. You, you jump online or jump on a group call or a Facebook call, I mean, Facebook live and th- there, there we are. So that, that definitely makes sense um, to me. Now, would you say that, I mean, it's, it sounds like if at some point you had kind of thought, gosh, I, maybe I would need like a whole career change. Like you kind of lost your spark and now you've like reignited it again. It's, it back. it's back. She's back. And you know, we, money's great. Money's important because it helps us pay our bills. It helps give us more choices. So it's a very important part of our, our lives. And of course, why, you know, part of the reason we have a business and go to the salon is to make money. But at the end of the day, money gives you, Um, more choices, more peace, more comfort, the ability to do the things that make you feel a certain way or to have the time to do the things, you know, with your family, with your loved ones, um, your children, your pets, whatever it may be. So um, I think, you know, with you saying that being a part, you know, a rich stylist, the most important thing is, or the most valuable part so far has been being able to be uniquely you. It's, it's like the money's great, but what we're all really looking for is to live a life that we love and that we design. And money's a byproduct of it. But I think, the, I, I believe the most valuable thing, and the, really the thing everyone's looking for, um, sometimes it's in the form of money. Well, I, I want money, but it's like, okay, you want money, but you want to be able to feel and do certain things. And the reason we even buy things is because they make us feel certain way so for you to have that feeling of i can be danielle like that that is really what it's all about
1: yeah i think definitely before rich science academy and before joining this community i felt like i was successful and i felt like you know i was doing an okay job but now i feel an abundance yeah. i feel like so much coming in of all different sources of money of clients of love of happiness of free time of a healthy mindset
0: that that is that you you've you've got it like that is what it's all about and now just fostering what you have um, continuing to put more, you know, love and attention into your business and in your life. I mean, into your education and growth and coaching. I mean, you, you've, you've created it, you know, I, I've been, I've been fortunate to help be a guide, you know, and I'm so honored. You
1: need permission.
0: <laughs> Thank you. And sometimes that's, that's just what we need. We need to say, Hey, listen, Danielle, you can go do it. Yeah. You can go be you, And at the same time, you can charge what you want to charge and you can have the clients you want to have. And hey, if you only want to do one method, you can do that too. And guess what? If you want to have a super extra client that brings four or five outfits to the salon, guess what? You can do that also and have fun while doing it. And your clients are going to love it. So it's all about deciding and creating. And um, I love to hand you a little permission slip that just says, you're free to be free to be you now. Go do your thing. <laughs> now, just for fun, let's talk about some some money. What has been your highest revenue month since being a part of Rich Stylist? May I ask?
1: You may ask. Um so my highest month since joining Rich Stylist was $37,582.
0: I say it again say it again. <laughs> 37 thousand five hundred and eighty two dollars. Literally music to my ears. And congratulations times 37 thousand <laughs> but what I what is so awesome is that, for Silas hearing this like listen up Danielle was at a point a couple years ago where she was going to stop doing hair like lost her passion she was like I don't even know if I want to do this like I I if it and if I do I have to get in a better situation around better people fast forward 2 years later $37,000 and not only that Danielle I'm, 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 I'm so fucking excited right now. I just love this. I actually did not know that number before asking you, I knew you're doing great, but like, I had never asked you specifically. So I'm glad I asked you like live on the podcast, but on top of the money, it's like, like you said, I have happiness. I have joy. I have time freedom to make the money, but then to also have the time freedom and the personal freedom to be yourself. Like, Holy shit. That, that is what, that is what it is about.
1: And if I can just add, you know, like a couple of years ago, I was doing an average of like 10 to 12,000 a month. My highest month yes. was $14,000, but I was working every single day. I mean, I love me a 12 hour day, but it was like over the top. I was just in the salon all the time, getting so burnt out and still wanted more. But I just, I couldn't give anymore. So now it's like to be doing what I was doing a month, sometimes in a week. This year, I've taken off more work than ever before. I've gone on more trips. I've employed more people. I've been able to provide for my family. And just like you said, having the ability to make choices and take more time off and take care of myself, I was
0: never able to achieve that until I changed my mindset. Awesome. And that, and that is what it boils down to. It is mindset is where it starts. You can, you can learn all the things, um, have goals to make money. You can learn all the things about social media, but if you don't have the mindset to achieve it and the belief in yourself that you can have it and you're worthy of having it, you actually won't have it. Or when you do get it, you'll make money and then either lose it, give it away, spend it on silly things. You'll always find yourself wondering, well, I made money, but why do I never have it? It it literally comes from a mindset and the belief of number one, I can have it. I will have it. And I'm also worthy of having it and keeping it. So, so many so many lessons to uh to to learn here and thank you so much for for sharing that with us the last question i'll ask you because i think we've covered so many awesome topics and i'd love to have you back again for like a sequel episode but um what would you say to a stylist who perhaps was taking a look at rich stylist interested in being a part of the community wanted more from their life and their career but they were just unsure what advice would you give them about joining rich stylist
1: one of my go-to sayings is money isn't real anyway, so just do it. <laughs> I mean, I started by buying like little things, like you had a social media calendar and I think it was like, I don't know, 25 or 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, I don't know if I want to spend that much money, you know? So jumping from that to a much bigger program, I mean, honestly, it just, it felt like a, my mindset had totally changed and I took the leap and I knew that it was going to pay off because it had to, you know, I had no other options. So if you're thinking about it, if you're on the fence, just do yourself a favor and do it, invest in yourself and it will totally come back tenfold.
0: Thank you so much Well, you are absolutely like the evidence and for someone who, you know, took it, ran with it, developed the self-belief and the, the habits and the mindset. So I, I look up to you so much. I applaud you so much. And I'm honored to be like a part of your story. Because again, you've done the things, you know, you're the one that gets up early and makes it happen and, you know, works with your assistants and is such a great leader. So um, again, I applaud you and I'm so honored to know you and to be your friend. So thank you for being here and um, sharing your time today and your wisdom with us. It's been awesome. Thank you. I'm just going to keep fan fangirling over here by myself. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We will chat soon and I can't wait to have, have you back for another episode. And by the way, all um, of Danielle's links and such are below in the show notes. You can find her. Make sure to um, go and say hello to her on Instagram and check out her amazing work and her beautiful reels. Would you like to be the highest paid hair extensionist in your city? 86% of stylists make three to $5,000 per month. But as an extensionist, you can make that kind of money in one single day. If you're already certified by one of the top companies and you want to make the most money possible with that certification, then I'd love to invite you to discover Rich Stylist Academy. This is an elite mentorship where I give you the secrets to attracting the best clients, doing the best transformations and making the most money. Stylists in this mentorship commonly have 3K days, $10,000 months and six figure years. Space is very limited as we only accept 10 stylists per month to this mentorship. Click the link and fill out the quick free application and see if it's a fit for you.